Hey everybody, you hear that? Sounds like tea time. Island and it is still hot in Texas, y'all. This is Benita, your favorite Capricorn. Cheryl in the house. <laughs> and this is BJ. You know I'm here with the girls. It's an island team. Exactly. So we're excited to be back at the island. What's been going on, y'all? We um, we're kind of excited. We got a guest, and maybe we should just get to our guest today. I agree. A very special guest. Today on Kitchen Island Tea, we're going to highlight a young entrepreneur. He's the co-founder of not one, but two businesses. I am so excited, you all, because I believe his business journey will inspire other people to shoot for their dreams. And he's a graduate of Morgan State University with a Bachelor of Science degree in finance. So he's a native of Baltimore, Maryland, and now he resides in L.A. So, yes, this HBCU graduate has made a big impression on the world of business. And he's done it through uh, technology, merchandising, and much more. So Kitchen Island Tea, join me in saying welcome to our featured guest, Brandon Davenport. Welcome, Brandon. <laughs> hello, hello. How's it going? Great. Oh, it's going great. great. We're excited awesome. to, have to have you. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to hang out with the ladies at the island. Well, thank you for inviting me. I feel honored. <laughs> It's, it's always nice HBC. to be asked to, <laughs> to, to show up and talk and tell my story. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Another HBCU graduate. We just uh, did an interview with two young ladies that had graduated from Prairie View uh, okay. and, and Prairie View University. And then myself, I graduated from Grambling State University. So I'm loving okay. this, this HBCU. Convention. And me from Alabama Absolutely. State University. Yes, oh, yeah. The HBCU love. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the one but I went there and hung out with my friends <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> of course you had to go to those homecoming games Beverly oh yeah everyone I could halftime and then the step show Woo, in the drum line let's let's make it happen <laughs> so um uh, Brandon I do have a question for you we want to know a little bit more about your business and the products and services that you offer yeah, so uh, the name of the company is Bail Bob, uh, and we and we sell performance luxury. So what does that mean? So what we do is that we offer products starting with our first product, which is the uh, the Bail Bob Polo shirt uh, that inspires our guy to feel good, look good, so they can focus on dominating their hustle, right? Accomplishing the things that they want in life. Um, and so the idea for our polo shirt uh, came about uh, living in New York City a few years ago. I, I chose the polo style shirt as like my go-to, you know, product, right? Like, or, or a clothing item because I could wear it to work. I could wear it after work. You know, it was super versatile. Um, and I didn't want to have to think about what I was going to wear, right? Like, I just knew that I had to my go-to item. But also, like, I had to look good, right? Like, that was yeah. important for me. <laughs> and so... Um, but what I quickly realized was that it didn't matter if, you know, I, if I bought a $20 shirt from, let's say like H&M or a $200 shirt from Burberry, right? They would all fail in the same way when I wore it and washed it a few times. Mm -hmm. um, and so I connected with my 
now business partner, you know, best friend. Uh, we actually ran a business together years and years ago that we sold. Um, I asked him, just not, not even thinking about a business idea. I just wanted to know, did he know of any polo shirts that would would last, right? Like, did he know of any clothing? So just from a quality perspective. And he kind of shared the same issues um, that I was facing. And so out of that conversation, it was kind of like, like, why don't we try to figure this out ourselves? Like, why don't, can't we like, look at creating the perfect polo? Um, and that's what, that's what we did. Awesome. Wow, the perfect polo. Yeah, that was a great start. Just the, looking for the perfect polo. Looking for the perfect polo. All right. Well, I'm a I'm a merchandiser, and I used to buy it for Dillard. So my thing is sort of looking at the merchandise arena. What's your target market, and why did you select this market? I know you're high end, or mm-hmm. I'd say middle high end. So tell me what's your target market and why you selected that market. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, our, our, our customers are generally professionals, right. Um, you know, on the higher income scale, like they're not, they, they like classic sort of pieces, right. They're not looking for like trends and, and so forth. Uh, right. So again, something where, you know, functionality matters. Right. Um, so they mm-hmm. want to, but they also need to look good. Right. Um, and so with that perfect blend. So when I think, when we think about like our, our, what we see as our customer generally, it's going to be the guy that's 35 plus, again, professional, will usually make, um, and I don't like to put an income number because you, you can explore and, 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 and uh, buy our products like regardless of income, but they're generally going to just be on that the higher, you know, income. So just based on their profession. Um, but, you know, again, it, it doesn't really matter there, but we see, you know, it runs the gamut in terms of our customers, you know, professional business owners, uh, you know, doctors, lawyers, realtors, real estate brokers. Um, it, it truly runs the, 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 you know, the list of, of the types of folks that, that wear our shirts. So, awesome. um, yeah. Awesome. So how do you advertise your product to everyone since we, now we know your target market, but how do you advertise? How are you getting the word out? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we, we primarily focus on uh, like digital marketing efforts. So, you know, in terms of like finding new customers out there, it's going to be, you know, buying paid like social media ads on Facebook and, and Instagram. Uh, we also have an email marketing campaign going. So people that we have their emails, they give it to us, they sign up for whatever they are a customer already. Then we also like send emails out to remind them of different things, like just to stay top of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, and, and those are our biggest ways, um, you know, for us, well, I'll hold off on like sort of what sort of, you know, I guess help us sort of scale the company, but, um, those are the ways that we're, we're that we currently do today. And then we send, um, we sell primarily on our website. So that's bayabobclothing.com. Uh, so we're direct to consumer. Um, but we are considering, so looking at like the next stage of growth is to, uh, potentially look at some key retail partners, uh, that makes sense to place our shirts in. So that's on awesome. the table. Currently. We want to be able to tell people where to find your, your goods. So thank you. That's awesome. Go bailbobclothing.com. So yes. I understand that you were on Shark Tank. Yes. How yes. was that experience and did it help <laughs> to promote your brand? Yeah. I mean, the, the experience is, it, it's surreal. It, it's, it's, it's everything you think it would be and, and none of what you think it would be. It's, uh, <laughs> it's all of it all at once. It's, um, so originally when the idea, so when we first started the company, uh, and I, I guess taking a step back with like what makes the Bayabop perfect, 
um, is that we solve for a lot of like challenges and issues that that like guys have or people who wear polo shirts have with uh, with the polo shirt. So um, you know those elements end up being so it's uh, it's resistant to fading, shrinking. We it blocks liquid stains. Uh, it's antimicrobial, so you can wear multiple times without uh, without mm-hmm. having to wash it because uh, it neutralizes odors. We designed a a stay flat, no curl collar, so it prevents what we call like baking collar, that like nasty crispy <laughs> yeah. looking, you know, collar. <laughs> and then we've added some like cool features. So like underneath the shirt on the right hand side, there's a, a microfiber cloth that's hidden underneath, so you can use like wipe off your glasses your smartphone, sunglasses, whatever, right? That's so, smart. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and so having all those features, oh, and then, we, then I'll take a second. Then also we use uh, uh, Peruvian Pima cotton. So, um, and it's organic. So, uh, you know, this is the best, strongest, um, but softest cotton available in the market in the world. Um, and so, you know, having all those features and functions you now, when we would like, first, when we first start selling, we would go to like, um, like pop-up markets and shows to like, you know, just get really face-to-face feedback from, from our customers. And they was, everyone would always say, oh, you guys need to go to Shark Tank. You guys need to go to Shark Tank. <laughs> and, we were, and we were like, no, no. Like if, to us, you know, we just thought it was corny, right? Like we were just like, no, I don't like, <laughs> why would we ever go to Shark Tank? No way. Like it, it felt like it, in, in our minds, it felt like a gimmick, right? It felt like, and we didn't want our, you know, our, our first product we looked at as a gimmick. In our mind, that's what we were thinking, right? So, uh, you know, fast forward about, I guess about a year um, or a little less than a year after we first like launched our, our site, um, a friend of ours um, has a location in New York. It's called the Gentleman's Factory where, mm-hmm. um, where they were holding auditions for Shark Tank. Um, and he invited us say, Hey, you know, you guys should come to this audition. And we were like, no, we're not, (laughs) you know, and, but, you know, Jeff, you know, Jeff is such a good guy. Like, you know, so Marcella is my business partner. We were, um, like, you know, let's just show up, let's just go there. Like, we don't have to, you know, we'll just go because Jeff invited us. So, you know, we went through the whole process. We auditioned, they called us back and said, Hey, can you send us a tape? And we're like, sure, you know, fine, whatever we can send you a tape like like, like not a and we kept going through each stage each stage of the process and then we got the you know request of like hey you know we'd love for you guys to come out to to LA to record and that's when it sort of got real like oh wait this could be huge right <laughs> so um so yeah so we recorded our our episode on it was uh, I think it was like July or June of, of 2019 mm-hmm. they give you no sort of um uh indication a like if you're actually even going to make it to the season so they tell you like hey so i think it's a out of ten thousand companies that audition they choose 150 companies to record and then i think it's 120 actually make the season so there's a chance that you know even if you record you don't actually make it um and so uh, but you made it but we did make it we did did yeah 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 and um and they also let you know that you have, they don't let you know when your episode will air until three weeks before your episode airs. So mm-hmm. in terms of preparation, like we are, you know, we're a physical goods company, um, you know, there, you know, for any physical goods company that's, uh, you know, about to be in front of, front of 5 million people, right? Like you want to make sure you have inventory. The good yes. thing is that we, you know, that was already in process. We, we did have that, but like, you know, that's, that's a stressful moment, not knowing when you're going to air, you know, because <laughs> you're like, okay, you want to be ready. But yeah, so it, we aired and, you know, I mean, it, it transformed our company, you know, definitely overnight. So 
I, wow. I'll say that all to say that, you know, if you have the opportunity to go on Shark Tank, definitely go, regardless if you get an investment or not, the exposure is, you know, it's second to none. You're in front of 3 million people plus, depending on, you know, how well your episode does. Uh, and they run it multiple times a year, um, you know, and it's a great opportunity that you don't have to pay for, right? So wow. so did the sharks, any sharks invest in your company? So we did not get a shark, but we got okay. th thousands of customers. So it, awesome. it was worth it. It was worth it. So absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, they didn't want to start competing against their friends, you know, that, that design Azad and Polo. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, no, that was actually brought up in one of the, I think one of the sharks that invested like in a clothing brand that like, um, like the year before that he was like, I can't add this to my portfolio because, but I, I will say this, I don't know if we actually went on there with the full intention of wanting necessarily the shark. Like that wasn't the big thing. I think the exposure was yes. like really what we were going for. I mean, I think if there was a deal that made a lot of sense, like sure, you know, like, but the exposure alone is definitely worth it. Um, and opportunity to share what you're doing, you know, with the world, it's, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity. Awesome. And it makes for that's, good that's TV. Exciting. Yes, that's <laughs> it exciting. So it's it's stressful, though. I'm going to let you know it's stressful. It's stressful. I was going <laughs> to ask you, were you all really nervous or scared or you just kind of like, we're going to do this because, you know, because so you, you really want to make sure you just want to make sure you don't make a fool of yourself. Right. Again, like <laughs> you, you're on there. You don't know how to do it. But like, I mean, I think naturally who we are, like, you know, when it's like myself and Marcel as my business partner, like we you know, we're, we're confident, you know, folks, right? So we're, we're always going to sort of present that. But in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, like, did I, you know, did I knock out the part? Did I, you know, I didn't make a flaw myself, you know, that sort of thing. So it, it took me a while to to watch the full episode. Um, it was like, you know, just watching myself on TV, I was like, you know, hearing my voice and so forth. But, <laughs> but no, it was, again, a great experience and I recommend it. But um, but it, it helped us grow up overnight, for sure, for, from a company perspective. That's excellent. Hey, Islanders. We just want to check in with you personally. We would love to hear from you with feedback about your favorite episodes, any ideas you have about possible future topics, and guest suggestions. We can be reached at our email, which is kitchenislandtea at gmail.com. Also reach out to us via Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you. In the meantime, be safe, mask up, and keep hope alive. Ciao. And we are back at the island and we're having a good time with Brandon, who's out there in L.A. Oh, yeah. Brandon, <laughs> it's exciting to hear about your experience on Shark Tank. And I, I still want to ask you again, were you scared, scared? Were you? No, really I mean, I don't, I don't get scared. No. OK, so this <laughs> is just the confidence. All right, all right. That doesn't happen. But it, right. it was definitely exciting. It was definitely good. Again, worth 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 the experience, worth the, you know, the, the practice and, you know, and all, all the things. And then of course is worth the, again, I mentioned that we, our, our business grew up overnight. So there's a lot of, it, 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 
there's a stress that happens on the company, right? Like after, because, mm-hmm. you know, we weren't, you know, we didn't experience, you know, a thousand sales in one day, right? We've never experienced that. So like how to handle that, right? And and, and so in, in creating that sort of process and procedures um, had to happen, you know, quickly, right? And so, but, you know, it's as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you know, you pray for these moments, right? So you don't, yes. you don't, you know, shy away or, or, or run scared, like, oh my God, I can't handle it. You just, you figure it out. You just so, do it. Yeah. You just do it. You figure it out. So, Well, I got another question for you. We've been talking about your business partner or you mentioned him. So how did you guys meet and what kept you all in business together, even after you sold a company and then you started another one? What what's yeah. that bond? I don't know. I'm crazy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys live in different cities, correct? Yeah, yeah. So we didn't always, um, you know, live in different cities. So, uh, so Marcel is my business partner. We actually met um, fresh out of school. He was a a graduate of uh, of Hampton University, so another HBCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I was in Morgan State, and we worked in. Um, uh, in, in broadcast media together. So I was in television sales. He was in uh, sales in, uh, in radio sales. And there, at my, at my television station, funny enough, his father actually was the former GM of my, of, of the station that I worked at. And, and, you know, at, while at working training and so forth, like everyone always told me, oh, you have to meet, you know, our former GM, his son is in the market. You guys are like the same age. And, I'm thinking like, who is it? Like everyone would tell me this. I'm like, well, who is this guy? Like, no, he needs to meet me. Like, I don't need to meet him. <laughs> like, 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 you know. And so anyway, at some like random, you know, industry event, like in the city, uh, in Baltimore at the time, uh, like he was like the only other black guy at this, this event, right? And so I'm like, oh, that has to be him, right? Like this, <laughs> this is the guy that they, you know, they're telling me I should meet. So, you know, we, you know, I introduced myself. We kind of hit it off from there. Um, you know, out of that, a friendship uh, blossomed and, and um, you know, we, he actually like, brought an idea for our first company um, to me and, and, you know, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, it didn't take much for me to say, you know, yes, it made sense. And, um, you know, that was sort of how, like, we became, you know, friends and started our first company. Um, now, why we did it again, I think we're both <laughs> crazy. <laughs> But, uh, you know, but yeah, no, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it, you, sometimes you can't imagine doing like, like, you know, something with someone else sort of thing. Like, you know, you build this such bond, like I, I, I know what he's thinking, you know, before he thinks it sort of thing, you know, because I've known him for so long and, and had to, you know, from a business perspective also like, and then we were like young, like you, you, you just, you, you learn like, or you build a bond that's like, you know, something that's far different than, you know, a regular friendship, right? Like, mm-hmm. or like, or, or, or friendship that exists outside of that sort of space, right? Like it's, it's deeper than that. And so, you know, again, like when this sort of idea, we talked it through and it's like, okay, yeah, let, let's do it again. Let's do this, you know, together. So that's what we decided. And it still works with you all in different cities. Yeah. I mean, so we live in a world that's, you know, set up to be remote now. Um, I think that, um, you just have to be thoughtful, right, and and intentional, and in, in what you're doing, right. And there are times that we, when we do need to get together, maybe for brainstorming or just like sometimes you need to feel like the vibe of the, you know, of the other person and like kind of get like on the same wavelength. Um, then you know we we fly and we you know we'll, we'll, it's there's nothing to sort of like be in the same space. 
I think living like through an age of COVID, right, it's forced a lot of companies to uh, to, to to realize that, right, like to to figure out how do you be productive remotely. Um, and so we're no different, right? But um, you know, it it was always something where we thought about like, you know, do we actually physically have to be in the same space? And no, we don't. Um, but we did live in New York together at, uh, at um, when we started, uh, you know, about we were both in New York City at the time. Wow. So just listening to you, I'm very inspired. And so my question is, from a young man's perspective in 2021, what advice do you have for other up and coming young black men wanting to start their own business? So bless you for saying that I was still considered young. You are. <laughs> yeah. You are. <laughs> bless you on that. Um, I mean, I don't know if I can offer anything that they haven't heard before. I mean, it, it, this just, you know, stick, stick with it, do it, right? Like plan effectively, right? And just follow through. Like it, their ideas are a dime a dozen. Um, like I love the, the the process of brainstorming, but nothing frustrates me more than a brainstorm that's just left empty, right? With actual like tactical actions and, and like a to do. Okay, what's next? So you know, for someone who wants to start a business, you'll have a million million dollar ideas, right? Pick one of them and and follow through on it. Okay. That's it. Okay. Okay. I love that answer. <laughs> yeah. I love that answer. Just pick one and follow through with it. Cause I'm yeah. like you, you know, we got plenty of thought leaders, you know, can we get some people that's going to execute? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Executing. Yes. Yeah. It's all about executing. So that's good that you stepped out there and got it done. So what advice would you give your younger self? So I knew that question was coming in. <laughs> I was actually, <laughs> I was actually going to email you saying, I don't want that question, but I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> I'm going to take Sorry. a stab at it. No, no, no. It's, it's totally fine. It's, it, the reason why it's hard for me, because like, I, I like, I mean. Because you're still young? Is that I, well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> my younger self. I mean, I, so, I mean, I, I was, I was fortunate enough. Like, I, I mean, you know, I didn't grow up like needing, you know, anything. Like I didn't grow up like in a, an environment that was like detrimental to my safety, like, you know, middle-class mm -hmm. family. Like I had, I had what I needed now was what I wanted, but like, you know, and so th th there wasn't those like a level of stress in my life in that sense. So I think that the things that I would sort of tell, I guess my younger self is to, is to come into myself a lot faster, like to, to fully accept, right. The, like all the things or all of who I am versus like trying to like be cool a bit or like, you know, I, I've never been a person that's like always about going to the crowd, but like sometimes like I think being young, you try to like maybe like pivot a bit or like try to like, you know, fit in a little, yeah, yeah. A little bit. And, you know, like, no, <laughs> you know, like I think that's a, that's a huge waste of time. Um, and so I think telling my younger self would be just to fully accept all the things that you are and, and be yourself. Um, something I'm very comfortable in like today, um, but it probably took me just a little bit to, to get there. Well, that's great advice for yourself. I'm glad you didn't skip that question. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Our listeners will love it too. It's yeah. a good reminder. It is, it is. So how did Morgan State University, which is historically Black University, prepare you for your career? Yeah, 
I know it wasn't those halftime shows. <laughs> it was not. It was not. I was actually going to tell you not to ask this question. Too, so. <laughs> <laughs> too late. Too late. Too late. I like a little controversy. So, okay. Um, let's see which route I go. So, I mean, in terms of how it pre prepared me to my career, I mean, I think there's no, there's, there's, I guess I have two answers to this question. I think that, that I was prepared extremely well um, for post-college experiences, right? The things that I learned, and I think it was a lot more outside of the classroom, just the experience, right, uh, of, of, you know, in an HBCU and, and learning how to be resourceful, um, you know, and try to and figuring things out. Like, I, but you also had, you know, people in that environment who like genuinely cared about like your next, you know, your, your matriculation and wanted to see you grow. It wasn't always easy. I mean, like, and and so one of the reasons I didn't want to like tell the story because I didn't want to like pull the sheets back and expose like HBCUs have a lot of issues, right? And, but mm -hmm. I think that that's also, I shouldn't even say that. I, that's a general statement. There were a lot of issues <laughs> that, that I experienced um, that like, you know, sometimes you wish you didn't have to experience a lot of times like administrative like challenges, right? Like that, you're just like, why are we experiencing this? But at the same time, I think it also built character, right? I, I joke with my friends like today, like, you know, they have kids um, and they're like, you know, what I send my kids to, you know, more, you know, to another HBC because I don't want them to experience some of those things. And like, yeah, well, like, look, you turned out really well. You're adopted now. Like, like, you know, like, and, and, and they agree, right? Like the, the level of care of handholding, like to, to get them to that next level was there to, you know, was there for them, right? And so um, I, I will say this um, with an HBCU, it's a, the challenges that exist, it, living in a city like Baltimore, so the, the world doesn't exist like, like it does in an HBCU, right? Mm -hmm. So like once it you is. go into the outside world, um, you're going to be mixed with everyone. There's a, there's a, you know, and most of the time you'll look around like everyone, most of the, they're not going to look like you. Right. Um, I would say living in Baltimore at the time, that's not always the case because Baltimore is like 70% black, but, <laughs> but <laughs> so even post-graduation, like, you know, in my job, like they actually helped me out a lot. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, working in New York city and like, you know, you look around, no one like in my profession it, it was rare to work with people who you know to, who, who look like me and so I, I would say you know for HBCUs one of the challenges that I think that they can solve for for students is to find some way um to to I guess help expose them to what the world will actually look like um from a professional standpoint post-graduation and so I don't know if that looks like doing some type of like exchange program or something with a non, you know, historically bad college or something. But I think that that is critical. And I and I hear that with other HBCU grads that like there's a there's sometimes a challenge of like how do I fit in in this environment because it wasn't assimilate? like yeah. how do you assimilate uh -huh. right mm -hmm. um, and and. And the question is like, do you have to assimilate to it or like, do you just have to figure out how, how to wear the mask? Like, I, I don't know, like in that moment or whatever it may be, but like, 
it's not taught, right? And you, you're actually taught at HBC to not ever wear it, right? So, right. <laughs> you taught so, to be yourself, right? Right, to be yourself, right? And then you, you go into these environments and they're like, oh, wait, who, like, you're, you're yourself? Like, yeah. And, and you can't trying relate to, figure to yourself. That out. Yeah, and you exactly. have to try and navigate what's the best of yourself for this particular organization. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally exactly. understand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a tough one for you. I'm glad you, you know, took <laughs> some time on expounding on that. Yes, yes, yes. And Cheryl, if you remember, our guest from the last episode said something very similar. So we yes. can relate to that. They, they also brought up uh, the challenges that they had at HBCU, but also the joy and the pride that they had from, from going there and graduating from an HBCU. It helped them to have, you know, build their character and have high self-esteem. That was one of the things they talked about. And both of these young ladies are engineers. One is a mechanical engineer. One is a chemical engineer. Um, so, and they started their own company similar to your clothing line, but there is workout clothing. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And, 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 on, and on the point of HBCU, so like for me, like Morgan was a legacy for me, right? So everyone who attended college, and my family, you know, from, I guess my generations, right? Like they attended Morgan. And so like, it was almost a, like, I didn't have to think about like, this is where I wanted to go. I had other I guess, schools that I looked at, but like when I thought about the heritage that, you know, um, in, in that in attending the school, um, you know, it, it made a lot of sense to me and, I, and I'm glad I made that decision. That's awesome. So, I have another question for you. I hope this is not another one that you want to avoid. I think it was only two. I think it was only two. I think we covered it. <laughs> so as you, when you were a little boy, what did you want to be when you grew up? Yes. So is that an okay question, Brandon? Yeah, that is okay. That is okay. <laughs> my, my PR rep didn't, uh, didn't, didn't realize that one. I, I usually <laughs> ask all of our guests that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I... The reason why I didn't like reach out for those other two is they say no is because like I, my goal is to be as authentic as possible, right? Or and not even as possible to be authentic. And so while those might be like tougher questions that may not may or may not resonate with some folks, it, you know, I think again being my authentic self and sharing that is what matters most. So that's why I, I didn't say don't actually ask me those questions. So for this particular question, um, um, yeah, I could definitely answer that. So. I, I, I went on a journey. Um, I, I wanted to be an OBGYN at first. Um, yeah, that, that, as a kid, that's, that's what I wanted to be. Uh, you know, I thought delivering babies, it's a miracle, right? To bring babies into the world. <laughs> uh, then from there, I wanted to be an attorney. Um, and then I don't know where, well, I always had sort of this uh, idea of like, a business and wanting to like build something so even with like being an attorney and like thinking about being an adopted like it was always like well you know do I like you know have a, a huge practice and like like just thinking through that I don't know why I worried myself as a kid I don't know, taking these things out but um, and then uh you know somewhere along the line I read a book uh why should white guys have all the fun uh, and mm. and it's a story about uh, Reginald F. Lewis and his journey uh, becoming, you know, uh, 
well into finance and into uh being a corporate raider and and and, and making this like conglomerate huge conglomerate company and so um from there that inspired me to you know look at finance and and be and be in you know at first i had this like thought of going on wall street and so forth and so um but that's how i sort of like navigated through you know from when to be an OBGYN to like graduate from the degree in finance all right awesome that is awesome well you have inspired me today um i know our listeners are going to be in, inspired also um can you let our listeners know again uh, the website or any other uh, social media that they can reach out to you and your company and buy your products? Absolutely. So um, if you're interested in, in, in purchasing the perfect polo for either yourself or someone special in your life, uh, please visit us on our website at www.baobabclothing. I'll spell it for you. That's B-A-O-B-A-B-clothing.com. Um, you can also, you know, follow us on IG, on Instagram at, uh, at our handle is at Baobab Polo. Um, and so, and then also same for uh, Facebook as well. So I'd love for you to join the Baobab family. So now we want to join. You don't have to worry about that. Absolutely. <laughs> A quick question. So are the polos um, all for men? Well, no. So we have customers that, you know, are both men and women. Um, and then I would say a majority of the women who do purchase, purchase for, uh, you know, the, the guy in their life. But we do have a good number of, of, uh, of customers who women that purchase for themselves. So um, but the style, the cut, uh, we kind of consider like it's a masculine cut, so to speak. So it's like going to be a little bit wider. It's not going to be like uh, depending on how you want to wear it. But um, we, but yeah. So if you think about the cut of the, of the shirt. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. I'm excited. I cannot wait to go order um, one for my husband. Hopefully there's one in blue. Yes, there's one in blue and there's, and there's one for you. All right. I'm ordering myself one too. I like that. I like I, that. I, I don't need my cut slim in the waist anyway. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> after the pandemic, no, we need a little room. Yeah, I don't need I don't need my rolls to be showing. Uh, 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 we actually designed it to, to, to hide a lot of that. We we made it come out just a little bit in the in the waist um, so that it doesn't because I keep a I keep a nice winter body all year round. So. <laughs> I like that. So that's perfect for us gals that's on the phone. So we're gonna probably uh, order one for ourselves too. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Well, it's been a joy having you here, Brandon, with us, taking time out of your schedule. Um, our listeners are gonna be inspired, especially our young men. And what I want to say to you is to keep on keeping on, keep inspiring, keep moving forward. Um, keep reaching for the stars. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you. And I am ordering my shirts right now. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Well, ladies and, and gentlemen, it's been real. And we will see you guys on the flip side. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.